Welcome to the College Basketball Road to Madness show. It's almost dancing time, but first, the conference tournaments are here amongst us. Are you ready to get into some conference tournaments, Dynamite? Yeah, I'm really excited. I've, I've made a good bit of money on these uh, smaller conference tournaments this past weekend, so I'm excited to get into some of the bigger ones for sure. Yeah, uh, before we get into these, let's get into the three that uh, already have automatic bursts uh, as of this recording. Uh, out of the OVC, Murray State, 30-2. Uh, and two. They were probably going to be an at-large, but uh, I guess that's good for some bubble teams. Uh, really, uh, all three of these teams that got in, probably good for bubble teams uh, because uh, two for sure were definitely teams that might uh, get in uh, if they lost in their conference tournament. And the other one probably wouldn't get in, but certainly had a case for it. But uh, Murray State, uh, what do you make of this team? Uh, nice run through the OVC tournament. Was it really challenged yeah. even with two other good teams in there? Yeah, I you know they're just on a roll, and uh, you know you you said you suggested that they may be uh, uh, intentionally give up a game to let somebody else in. So uh, I guess they didn't want to do that, and they took care of business. Yeah, they did. Uh, beating Belmont uh, <laughs> twice, beating Morehead State three times, which uh, always difficult to test to do. Uh, next up, one that's uh, big in my hearts, and one I got you uh, to sort of fall in love with out of the Big South Conference. Uh, the Longwood Lancers uh, defeated the Demon of Winthorpe and uh, won pretty easily in that game. Uh, I, I told you about this team early, and uh, they continued their really, really good run and uh, really put it on Winthrop in this one. Uh, what do you make of the Longwood Lancers here? Excited that they're going dancing? Yeah, I'm really excited. I believe this is the first time they've been uh, in the tournament, yes. if I'm not mistaken. And so uh, they've played really well all year. They've been consistently the best team in that conference all year. You kind of wondered going into that championship game whether just the – uh, past experience of Winthrop yes. might come through and show in that game, and, and Longwood took care of business and dominated. Yeah, they did. Dominated from yeah. start to finish. So really impressed, and I'd hate to be a team to match up with them in, in the tournament. Yeah, and last one, uh, everyone's favorite uh, the last couple of years, uh, out of the Missouri Valley, Loyola, Chicago, uh, Edge Drake out of here, 64-58 in this one. Loyola's back in here. Uh, probably the biggest question is, do you think the MVC can get a second one in here? Drake maybe slide in there. I, I know Northern Iowa was sitting in there. Do you think uh, because Loyola won this thing, it's only going to be one? Yeah, I think Loyola was the only team capable of getting in on that large. Um, so since they've taken away that automatic bid, that's going to open up another space for another bubble team. I don't think they're going to get somebody else from that conference. Um, you know, this, this Loyola Chicago team, this is a team that kind of, they've been up and down throughout the season, weren't quite as dominant as some people expected them to be. And uh, because of that, I got pretty favorable odds all the way through their conference. I think I took them every every game in the conference, and they took care of business. So uh, I, I quite enjoyed that. And they're, they're playing more like the Loyola Chicago of the previous couple of years. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's get into the conference tournaments that are coming up this week. We're going to start with the American Conference. Our boys out of Houston uh, – 
laid a little bit of an egg yesterday. We were in a, a little bit of talks. You liked Memphis. I was like, that's pretty low for Houston. But uh, I also uh, caveated with said this game is meaningless to Houston. They might uh, not really care, yeah. and it means everything to Memphis. And uh, I think the game sort of played out that way. But uh, Houston comes in at your favorite at minus 120. Uh, then Memphis at plus 400, a nice late season surge for them. SMU at plus 650. Tulane comes in at 10 to 1. Wichita State at 21. Central Florida at 25. Cincinnati at 30. Temple at 30. We won't do those bottom couple teams because I, I don't think those really, really have a chance. But uh, looking at this conference tournament, does Houston turn it back on here, roll through this tournament? Uh, I, I don't think it's good value at minus 120, but what are your thoughts here at the uh, American Conference here? Yeah, I, I think Houston's definitely got a good shot at winning this thing. Like you said, they they may have just taken that last game against Memphis off, just kind of uh, resting up and, and getting ready up for this tournament because they know that's when they really need to turn it on. Uh, but there's no value in taking that Memphis or that Houston there unless you just think they're going to dominate. But I think there's a shot that they could stumble against a couple of these teams. I like Memphis at 400. I think that's the best play. But uh, SMU at 650 is also worth a look. But not too much further down the road. I don't. I don't think you can go get in this conference. Some other teams they've had a couple upsets throughout the season, but I don't think they're quite good enough to to go all the way through this tournament. Yeah, you, you talked about SMU at six fifty. I think that's probably the best value. Uh, they. Yeah already proved they could beat Memphis uh, a couple times here. Uh, Houston, you know, easily the best team in this conference. I, I was a little shocked Temple's getting 30-1 to because they do have wins over SMU and Memphis yep. and teams like that. Um, you know, they haven't shown the ability to beat Houston uh, so uh, or even come close to Houston. And uh, in the uh, matchup versus SMU, that was in SMU. SMU dominated them pretty good. But maybe uh, take a flyer there on the 30-1 uh, to 1 long shot on Temple, I, I thought might be, uh, you know, half all right. Uh, that being said, uh, they run into Houston, of course, in that semifinal play in Tulane in that first matchup. So a Tulane-Houston back-to-back there, you can sort of see where they're sitting 30-1. to 1, And then you're probably going to have to deal with uh, Memphis or SMU in that final. So if they go through all three of those, uh, you know, you probably definitely deserve the 30-1 to 1 on that one. I, I didn't see much, much value anywhere else. Tulane 10 to 1. They, they've been a little spunky at times, but that's more so on their home court. I don't know if they go to a neutral site and be able to run it. You said Memphis at 400. Can yeah. Memphis put together, you know, three or four good games here? They did get a, a nice spot in that bracket. They avoid Houston until the final. So uh, they play the USF's uh, South Florida winner and then the SMU winner. Uh, probably out over the Tulsa Wichita State one. So do you think Memphis can make that run and win this thing and, and win three straight theoretically over Houston here? Well, it's like you said, more than likely they're going to get a matchup with SMU right before the championship get with Houston. So that really plays into Houston's favor because they've kind of got it easy on their side. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Memphis, well, I think they're better than SMU and can get through that game. I don't know if they can win that. And then the very next day, take down Houston as well. Um, but so I really think the, the bet is, is who you think is going to win between that Memphis and SMU. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then you take that value going up against Houston. Uh, but it's, it's lining up well for Houston to have an easy ride through this tournament. Yeah. It was interesting the way this bracket broke, uh, on Houston's side, you got East Carolina, Cincinnati, Tulane, Temple, uh, all four of which, uh, 
are somewhat competent basketball teams. And then on the SMU Memphis side, you have Central Florida, South Florida, Tulsa, Wichita State, and really only Central Florida has shown to have a, a lot of life on that side of it. So it, it certainly looks like SMU Memphis probably going to be that showdown in the semifinal. So, you know, I you could if you think they can beat Houston – you probably do have pretty good value taking that 400 or 650. Now, if you don't think they can beat Houston, I wouldn't go for it, but uh, pretty decent value because they're going to be heavily favored in their first game, uh, either one of them, and then, you know, head-to-head, they'll probably be, I'd say SMU a slight favorite, but SMU has beat Memphis twice now, so uh, beating them three times, always difficult. But uh, interesting tournament. Any value in that Houston minus 120? It just, like I said, that they're in the, I'd say, the harder part of the bracket, even though they're the number one seed. Well, I mean, and and you could probably get that Houston minus, around minus 120 in a game versus a Memphis or yeah. SMU in the championship game. Uh, and, and I'd say the spread would be pretty low-ish if that were to happen. i say if they meet up with Memphis, the spread would be probably about two to four. Uh, with SMU, it'd be about four to six. Uh, but you can get close to that value in that one game so i I don't know if it's worth putting a shot on houston yeah i I don't think so yeah especially after uh, you know uh from that spread i saw last night now uh, you know i I think that'll probably be adjusted go up to about four or or so uh in the championship game if they match up but I, i don't think there's too much of great value in that one all right let's move on to the acc this one's interesting because uh Honestly, I, I think there's some pretty decent value here, pretty deep in this tournament. Now, this, yeah. uh, you know, it will be tough going into those uh, quarterfinal matchups because then they all start meeting each other. All these teams, I think, could be in there. But Duke is minus 130. Uh, interesting. And then it jumps huge. I, I think this sort of shows nobody really knows who the second best team in the ACC is. Wake at plus 900. Notre Dame at plus 900. North Carolina at plus 950. Virginia Tech at 11 to 1. Miami at 12 to 1. Virginia at 17 to 1. Then it drops off. Syracuse 50 to 1. Florida State 50 to 1. Louisville and Clemson at 90 to 1. NC State, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, Boston College. If you think those teams are going to make it, uh, take that and then start betting money line in each individual game because uh, you'll make yourself a lot of money. But uh, I don't think any of those are, are going to make a run. But uh, this is an interesting one here because the favorite drops so much. And I, I think, you know, just proven off Saturday, a lot of these teams are capable of beating Duke. So uh, how do you uh, sort of handicap this uh, ACC conference here? Value your overall pick? Well, I, you know, there's there's three teams I, I really are looking at. Those are the first three right behind Duke at getting plus 900 and 950 for North Carolina. Uh, you know, and then it's really just kind of pick your horse that you like the best and, and ride it. But in my opinion, I think North Carolina is the best pick because when they're playing right, I think they're one of the best yeah. teams in the country. Now, that's a big if. Uh, they have some days where they show up and they shoot like 20%. Uh, they can't. Uh, <laughs> and they still give up and, uh, 50% shooting on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, when they're hitting their shots, they're going to be very hard to beat. And I just I think that plus 950 is really good value. And I also like Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, I think they've been kind of steady. Uh, not on a whole lot of streaks, but they, they send, seem to usually string across three or four wins in between each loss. So they've kind of been slow and steady throughout this whole conference. And um, 
and and they may be able to put it together for for four in a row for this conference tournament. But um, I'm not as quite as big on Wake. Um, I, I know I think you favor Wake a little bit, but uh, they've kind of been hot and cold for me as well. So uh, my choice is North Carolina. Um, and then there's a little bit guys that you can get some value further down. Uh, main one in them is probably Miami. Uh, and we've been talking that the uh, they could have a depth issue come tournament season, uh, just you know game after game after game. Uh, fatigue could play a factor, but they're definitely talented enough when they're playing good to take down these big guys. And also, you know, another one that I've got a little bit of an eye on is that Florida State at yeah. uh, 50. Uh, you know, they beat Duke early in the season, so they're capable. Uh, they haven't been playing that great uh, the second half of the season, but, um, you know, everything, every, anything goes yeah. for tournament season. So the regular season goes out the window, and uh, we all play, you know, some people have a little bit of a better seating in this conference tournament, but that value for Florida State may be worth a look as well. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, Duke at 130, eh. But uh, the the one that came right out, North Carolina at plus 950. They finally got uh, sort of one of those tier wins and showed they could, you know, at least beat one of the uh, – teams that are you know top 10 top 15 type teams uh i think we've said all season long they they certainly have the talent to do it it's if they can put it together consistently game to game but 950 uh really really good value you you don't usually get 950 for the north carolina tar heels to win the acc tournament uh you talked about it notre dame wake i i probably put them in the same sort of i don't think i'd touch that just because i don't trust wake to make you know, a, a long run and beat three or four really good teams in this. And then Notre Dame, I just don't trust their play style in tournaments like this. They're going to have one of those games where they shoot bad. Pace is going to be slow and they'll probably lose to, you know, one of the better teams talent wise. You talked about Miami, Florida, 12 to one. I don't know if they have the depth, but they certainly that top five uh, of theirs certainly is as talented as any of the teams in the ACC. Virginia at 17 to 1. I, I also had my eye on just because they're they're experienced enough to make a run. I don't think they can make a run through it. Uh, they haven't shown enough consistency either, but 17 to 1, pretty good value there. And you talked about Florida State. They had a lot of their players injured this last half of the season. If those guys are healthy and playing well, they could certainly make a run. And with 50 to 1, I mean, there's there's nothing you put a ten dollar bet on that and uh, you're going home with you know five hundred dollars there so that's not going to hurt anybody so maybe a flyer on that one maybe a little bit more serious push on north carolina i miami and virginia any real real thought if you had a, a sort of budget that they could make a run or you know it's just sort of a flyer on it and I don't know so much because, you know, they're going to have to go through two of those top tier teams. Yeah. Whether it be uh, speaking of the matchup, Florida State yeah. plays Syracuse, and then their next game, if they beat Syracuse, which is 50 50, is Duke. So they got to go Syracuse, Duke, and then they, you know, it, it balances out there because then it's Miami Wake, Boston College, Pitt on that side. You probably get by, but that uh, second game is uh, on Duke on Florida State's side. Uh, on Miami and Clemson's side, it's a little bit, uh, you know, different. Virginia's sitting there playing the Louisville-Georgia Tech winner than they get North Carolina. And Miami-Florida, you know, their run to it is a little bit easier than Virginia's. But 
it's still a, a pretty difficult run there. Wake, Boston College, Pitt. So you think probably Wake Forest, Miami matching up on their first game. You like them in that one. Maybe Florida State brings that win and then Miami makes that jump. But you're asking a lot, uh, both of Miami or Florida State, because they're going to play Duke early in this tournament. So you probably got to factor that a little bit. Yeah, and the other thing is, is you know, if you get Florida State or Miami, you know, versus a Duke or a North Carolina or a matchup, you're going to get money line value yeah. probably close to the conference odds because uh, they're going to be big time dogs to those bigger teams. Yeah. Uh, especially and, a Florida State, we all lose by like 40 the last time they played North yes. Carolina. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You think about it, they're going to be underdogs in three of those, probably five to six to one in Duke, probably four to five to one in, you know, versus North Carolina. And, and then you don't have the factor of maybe accidentally losing to a Syracuse or something factored in yeah. there. So well, that's why I just I think that value for North Carolina plus 950 yeah. is the way to go because. I mean, you think about it. North Carolina will probably be favored in every matchup until they maybe play Duke. Yeah, in the I, I think game. so. I uh, maybe Notre Dame, but even there, I, I think they wouldn't dare make that a favorite because everybody would then put money on North Carolina, thinking you're handing yep. us points there. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're exactly right. In North Carolina is basically going to be favored in every game to Duke, and judging from the last game, I don't think Duke would be more than maybe four or five points uh, favorite in a neutral venue game. So, you know, I think the value sitting at 950 there uh, really, really lays uh, with, uh, you know, the ACC and uh, North Carolina, maybe splash uh, a token bet uh, on Florida State. If you got a free bet, maybe throw one on yeah. there. Maybe their guys all get healthy and they make a run, and uh, you're you're a couple dollars richer in that one. Uh, one we didn't talk about, they still have odds on it. Uh, the American East Conference, uh, Vermont's way way ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's why I'm I'm bringing this up. Is there any chance any of these uh, can maybe uh, sneak a win over Vermont? Really, the only one who has inequality is Maryland, Baltimore County. Yeah. Even then, I, I I just I wanted to see if you maybe throw a, a stickle on one of these and uh, see if Vermont blows it. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you can look at this and, and predict any kind of upset. Now, that being said, you know, March Madness miracles happen. Uh, I think that's what it would take for one of these teams to upset Vermont. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe Baltimore County at 7-1, to one, but that being said, honestly, if they get in the championship game, I, I think Vermont's an 11-point favorite. So <laughs> you, you might not want to take the risk of losing uh, to one of the other ones on that one and just play the championship game if they get there. But uh, nonetheless, I, I wanted to see if maybe you were uh, going to throw something on uh, a long shot on the American East. We'll go to a conference uh, I, I think both of us have been entertained by uh, most of the year. Interesting odds in this one, I thought. Davidson comes in as the favorite, plus 330. Dayton just behind them at plus 360. VCU at plus 380, St. Bonaventure's at 550, St. Louis at uh, 6 to 1, Richmond at uh, 950 at 91, uh, George Mason at plus 1500. I, I drew my line there, sort of at uh, teams I thought could win it. Fordham uh, 100 to 1, uh, Rhode Island 100 to 1, UMass 120, 
George Washington 250, probably draw another line there uh, and then have the complete no hopers uh, I'd go with. But uh, what do you make of this one? Uh, basically, the top three teams all almost four to one and then easily uh, the next three teams who I think none of us would be stunned if they won it sitting at five, six, and nine to one here. Uh, this one's an interesting one to handicap. I, I'm wondering where you're sort of sitting in, in your headspace here. Well, there's out of those first four, there's two I really like. I like Davidson. Uh, I know they're only plus 330, but that's still a uh, decent value for the favorites. Uh, and I like St. Bonaventure at plus 550. Uh, they started to, to play a little bit better towards the end of the year. Uh, but really, my value pick, and, and I think this is a sneaky good pick, is Richmond at plus 950. Uh, they've been playing really solid, uh, especially on the road. And that's, I think, that's what's going to take come tournaments yet, Tom. Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, I, I really liked Richmond at plus 950. Uh, and they got a, a decent little run here because on their side of the bracket they're going to play the Rhode Island Duquesne winner I don't think you worry about either of those teams so then you got that matchup with VCU that's you know just a huge rivalry game so anything can go there uh, and then you're in the semis uh, so I, I think there's really really good value there in a game they'll be heavily favored in in a game that uh, the line probably will be in and around even so at 950 I really really like that value you mentioned uh, David Davidson, I think that's pretty good value for Davidson there at uh, plus 330. The only problem with it is basically this conference, we, you know, is a bloodbath, and a lot of these teams can lose yeah. to anybody. So it wouldn't be stunning if they lost, you know, outright. So this might be one where you're better taking game to game and just, you know, I, I think basically after those bottom teams, Davidson wouldn't be favored by more than three or four points really versus any of these, you know, top tier teams. So uh, basically every game, once you get to the quarters is going to be, you know, between two and four point spreads one side or the other. So it basically will be in and around even money. I, I was curious about the VCU one plus three eighty solid value there. They, they've beaten a lot of these teams. Can, do you think they can make a run here in this tournament at uh, plus three eighty? Yeah, it's like you said. I think a lot of these teams are capable, especially with how uh, tough this is going to be. So, and you know, VCU's got a little bit of the pedigree. Um, I'd say out of those top four, the only one I'm really not a big believer in is Dayton. Uh, when they just have some bat at ugly games where they don't show up, and and it's and it gets a little rough. Um, but yeah, VCU definitely. Um, I'd love to see that VCU Richmond matchup again. I think they split the regular season. Um, so, um, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but you know, I, I think you can't go wrong with Davidson and then maybe taking a shot with a, a Richmond. Yeah. I, I like the Richmond. I, I'm going to talk about St. Louis too. Uh, LaSalle St. Joseph, uh, the winner of that will be their first round matchup. So you probably move them easily on. Uh, and then they play their bugaboo St. Bonaventure. So uh, they're over two in there. Uh, so you either are riding one side where this team owns them and they're going to win three straight times. But, you know, I've watched these two teams play. They're very, very similar in talent levels. So there might be some value there at the six to one because then they're, they're on it. They will play St. Bonaventures, then Davidson, then the championship game. So I, I've seen a lot from St. Louis. Now their last month of the season, they have not played well. Uh, so, you know, you factor that in. But it, it seems like a nice matchup to get into that quarters and play a team you've lost to twice. 
you might be able to get over the hump that third time, get you into the semis uh, where it presents uh, some value there. And I think they match up pretty good uh, versus Davidson overall. Uh, any of these other sort of long shots you want to take? Uh, I, I, I highlighted George Mason just because they've been able to beat a handful of these top teams. If you were looking for a real uh, sort of long shot at like 150 to 1, They've been able to beat a couple of these top teams, so they could clearly at times play with them. I don't know if they can make a long run, uh, but anyone else past George Mason, I, I think, is a no-go. Any of them you yeah. sort of think Mike can make a run? No, not really. Uh, you know, Rhode Island showed some glimmers earlier on uh, this season, but uh, they've kind of fallen off. And uh, I, I don't think they stand up to much of these other guys. Yeah, I, I didn't know maybe you were jumping on the George Washington train, but uh, <laughs> they can't play LaSalle, St. Joseph's, and Duquesne throughout the whole tournament. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Big 12. Uh, this one uh, is it, kind of fun because uh, I, I was stunned. Kansas uh not the favorite out and out in this one. Uh, so Baylor at plus 230. Kansas uh, just underneath that at 260. Texas Tech, uh, nice value there at 380. Uh, just a hedge on what I'm looking at here. Uh, Texas, 650. TCU at 1600. Oklahoma at 16 to 1. Iowa State at 19 to 1. Uh, how the mighty have fallen. I, I think uh, two or three weeks ago when we did our show, we probably would have been stunned. Iowa State at 19 to 1 after they had won a couple games, but they've gone totally in the tank. Kansas State at 32 to 1 and West Virginia. Uh, I thought this was a nice value yep. there at 35 to 1. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't think they're that bad. So, uh, what do you make of this Big 12 tournament here? Yeah, I'll tell you what, that was actually the first one that jumped out at me looking at this conference me odds is that West Virginia. Uh, yeah, they've lost a lot of games here, uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure they still have a very experienced coach there in Bob yeah. Huggins and uh, a lot of tournament experience. Uh, and, you know, anything can happen in these games. And I think 35 to 1, I don't I don't think they're the you know, worse than – I think they're better than Kansas State or Iowa State right now. Oh, yeah. Now. They just played a really good game against Texas Tech a few days ago. Uh, now, that was at West Virginia. But uh, I think it's worth a look, you know, maybe a free bet, a little bit of money here. Uh, but then aside from that, my pick's got to be Baylor. Um, Texas Tech's proven you can't trust them. Kansas, outside of the Allen Fieldhouse, they're really iffy. Uh, Baylor's been the more consistent team. I think that's the no-brainer pick. Yeah, uh, certainly so. And uh... – <sighs> The West Virginia at 35 to 1, uh, I thought was really good value. They're open with Kansas State. And then basically you get that game versus Kansas right off the bat. And yeah, it's a long shot, but basically if you take that Kansas game, you uh, sort of absorb that number one seed's path. So, I mean, yeah. West Virginia is not as good as they've been, but. You know, you go back before they entered the conference schedule, they had wins over UConn and stuff. I, I think we all thought they were a solid, to, you know, low-tier tournament team entering the season. It's just been a little bit of a meat grinder in that Big 12 conference. They sort of couldn't get up after losing games in a row, but I, they don't totally get blown out in a lot of these games, you know, yeah. especially at home. So they're in there. They play a style of play that's annoying. 
And as these teams wear down in a tournament, too, I, I think it might be more and more difficult to play, you know, versus West Virginia. Now, that being said, they do have to get through Kansas State and then Kansas uh, really to get any value there. But 35-1, to 1, I just thought was uh, a little bit of craziness here for a team that I think is pretty solid. And, you know, if they upset somebody like Kansas, I wouldn't be, oh, my God, that's an amazing, you know, pick because – Head-to-head, they're probably 8-1 to one underdog in that Kansas game. So, basically, you're getting pretty good value there. I, I didn't like either of the top two teams' value, Baylor or Kansas, 260-230. It, it's just been too inconsistent throughout this Big 12. Anyone can lose to anyone. Uh, the one I had highlighted was Texas Tech at plus 380. Uh They've had a little bit of a struggle here towards the tail end, but 4-1 to one, I, I thought presented pretty good value there. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were they were dominating the conference there for a while, and uh, they went into Texas, got a big win at Texas. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> and they've got good defense, and they've got I think they've got the most tier one wins in the country this year. Texas Tech, I yeah. think they've got like something like eleven or twelve tier one wins. Now it helps when there's like four of them in your conference. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that does uh, so certainly I, does help. I just I, – I don't – I don't know. Just something about me and, and the feeling with Texas Tech doesn't – I don't I don't think they're going to be doing it this year. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the mid-tier here. TCU, Oklahoma, <laughs> Iowa State. They've shown some ability to play with the, uh, you know, upper tier here. Uh, make a run at any of those three or just uh, they've all sort of died on the vine here. Yeah, uh, TCU, they had a really good run about yeah. a month ago. Uh, they've kind of fallen off that high. Uh, I think if this had been a few weeks ago, I may have been a little bigger on TCU, but I've, I've taken them a few times since then, and they let me down. So um, I don't – I don't. I'm not a huge believer in TCU. I think, you know, when you get down to those teams, you got to go with the value, and I think it's an Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, once you get between those three, uh, I think – skill level you could probably put them all on the same level uh playing field iowa state's probably got the more potential out of those three um so i think you might be better off taking iowa state at the 19 to 1 between those yeah the only one i, I could see is maybe throw a little bit on iowa state uh, just because that you know like i said three or four weeks ago we were would have been stunned at, you know sitting at 19 to 1 so uh it, Probably a little bit of value there, but this one's a, a pretty hard one to handicap. Mostly, like it, it's been a hard one to sort of bet on all, all year long because you know just so many good teams in this conference. Let's uh, move to your favorite, uh, the Big East. Oh yeah, uh, this one's <laughs> gonna be fun. Uh, Villanova plus one sixty-five. UConn comes in at uh, three fifty. Providence at uh, five hundred. Uh, I might be back on the Providence bandwagon here. Uh, Didn't they win the conference? Yes, I know. We we <laughs> hopped on early. I, I think we bailed off towards that uh, end of the year when they started getting amazing wins. But uh, plus 500 for the conference winner. Uh, I, I'm a little bit excited about um, pretty good value there in Marquette at 7-1. to one. Creighton at 14-1 to one presents pretty good value. Seton Hall 16-1. to one. Xavier 19-1. to one. And, you know... Honestly, I, I 
throw a flyer here. St. John's, Butler, and DePaul, I think, could all win it too at 27, 35, and 65 to 1. They've all played good basketball at some point in their season. So uh, basically, just Georgetown uh, <laughs> would be the only one I, yeah. I totally uh, make a, a red cross off on here. But uh, that being well, said, last year, last year? <laughs> ran a miracle uh, through. Now, uh, I think both you and I said uh, they were hot, though, towards the end of last year. They certainly are not hot towards the end of this year. So this Big East one, uh, how are you handicapping this puppy? Because uh, I, I basically just read off every team in the conference and said there might be a chance they could get it hot and get on a run here. Yeah, I think outside of Georgetown, this is anybody's game. Um, all right, and I think you can find some really good value deeper. Uh, you know, Xavier's had a lot of struggles this year, but I think yeah. they're still a really talented team. Um, St. John's, uh, they're a little worrisome in tournament because they rely so much on their shooting, and yeah. so if they go cold, they're just killed but it could uh, be the other way too they get hot and uh yeah i mean we just saw it in the uh women's sec tournament uh kentucky shooters got hot for a three-day stretch and uh, ran through the women's tournament uh, draining a bunch of threes so uh, it, it could be either way they could be bounced or they could get hot and <laughs> cruise through here so i mean you know a, a case could be made for any of these teams i yeah. think outside of georgetown uh you know we've seen depaul get some big wins butler eh. Um, I'm not quite as big on them as I, I would actually probably take DePaul over Butler, oh, yeah. even though they're getting double their odds. Uh, so, um, but I, I like Xavier, uh, plus 1900, um, and Providence plus 500. I, I find it very odd that, you know, this team that's, uh, in the top 10 in the country won the conference and they're getting them plus 500 yeah. odds to win the tournament. So <laughs> I think that's definitely worth a look. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it first off the bat, uh, you know, Providence at plus 500. Uh, that's extreme value for the team that won the conference. And basically the only team they couldn't beat was Villanova. So, uh, you know, I, I, I go right for value there. Uh, I, I didn't see ton of value in Villanova or UConn. Uh, but, I, I mean, I wouldn't fault anybody taken there. But I, I think there's so many good teams behind them that presents much, much better value. I probably wouldn't grab the Marquette at seven to one, just because they're really weird and they're in one of their down stretches. Now that being said, maybe uh, this tournament flicks on one of their on stretches and then they roll through and uh, beat everybody. But I, I Creighton at fourteen to one since they moved into the Big East Conference uh, seven years ago. They've been in the title game three times so that's uh just off of about 50 percent they make it to the title game they're 0 and 3 in the title game but uh if they get to the title game and you're holding 14 to 1 uh in any of these matchups that spread is not going to be more than about three uh so <laughs> there is a little value there in creighton who's shown they've been pretty good in this tournament uh Honestly, Seton Hall right now might be playing the best of any of these uh, teams. They just went into Creighton and won at 16-1. to 1. You talked about yeah, Xavier yeah. at 19-1. to 1. At one point, we probably thought this was the second-best team in this conference. They've had a really, really bad stretch here and probably played their way out of the tournament. Uh, but this tournament is now a chance to play their way back into the tournament here. So 19-1 to 1 presents value. We talked about St. John's at 27-1. to 1. They are capable of beating anybody. Uh, DePaul's 
interesting too. They have some pretty big, uh, you know, wins on their schedule. I probably wouldn't do Butler, but Butler is a veteran team who basically has been in the tournament with all these guys, you know, numerous years in a row. So I can't quite mark yep. them out. They just had one of these seasons where they can't seem to find wins. So I think highlighting wise, I'd probably highlight Providence, Creighton, and Seton Hall as my three that I would personally bet on. But uh, you could theoretically, probably on any given day, and a couple drinks and get me to bet on any one of these Big, big East teams because uh, this is just going to be a fascinating tournament, I think, overall. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what kind of matchups fall. You know, we've been seeing big game after big game throughout yeah. this regular season, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how some of these teams compete when it's all on the line. Yeah. Uh, who would you hone your money on? on the Big East if I had to limit you to maybe two or three? Uh, if I took three, it'd be Providence, Xavier, and DePaul. Yeah. would be my three. You're going with Providence to stay straight and then seeing if one of these uh, two other teams uh, can find their sort of rhythm and get, get hot. Yeah, uh, Xavier's kind of my medium yeah. chance, and then DePaul a long shot. All right, uh, let's move to one uh, I we haven't talked a ton about. I, I mentioned Montana State a little bit this year. I've mentioned Weber State a little bit this year. I think I talked a little Southern Utah, but uh, uh, this isn't one we go over a ton, but uh, I do like the big sky, and uh, this one's interesting because there's three or four teams, I think, also in this one that can make a run here. Uh, the aforementioned Montana State at plus 190. Uh, Southern Utah at plus 350. Weber State, uh, the sort of uh, dominant team in this conference for most of its time here at plus 410. Northern Colorado at plus 550. Uh, a solid Montana team at 10 to 1. And a okay Eastern Washington team at 10 to 1. After that, there's a pretty big drop off. Portland State, Sacramento State, Idaho. Idaho State, Northern Arizona. I'd probably cross all those teams off. But uh, that list there, uh, I think... Probably you could talk your way into finagling into this tournament. Where are you looking at uh, here in this group? Uh, you know, I, I off the bat, you know, Montana State plus 190. In a conference like this, it's actually decent value for the favorite. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, the bottom two-thirds of this conference have no legitimate shot at winning this. Uh, but, you know, the Weber, Weber State at plus 410 is, is, is really good value, too. Like you said, they've been there a lot. Uh, so that might be a good place to trust your money as well. I don't have a whole lot of analysis for this conference, uh, so those are those are the two that I'm looking at. Uh, but I, I I'd probably take Weber State uh, uh, just because the value is a little better than Montana State. Yeah, uh, you talked about it. Weber State, pretty good value. The only thing that concerned me about Weber State, their first round matchup versus Montana, and then their second round matchup probably versus Montana State. Uh, that's a that's a tough twosome for any of those groups. Uh, I look pretty hard at the uh, Southern Utah here because I think they have a pretty uh, decent road. Uh, you know, they play the Portland State, Idaho State winner. Pretty easy there. And then Northern Colorado will match up Eastern Washington, Northern Arizona. I think Eastern Washington moves on. Of those teams, Eastern Washington can't spring an upset. They're pretty solid. So you might could find a way where Southern Utah, you know, could match up. Portland State, Idaho State, if Eastern Washington makes a run, then they're matching up with Eastern Washington. That gets them into the finals. So, like, analytically speaking, I think probably uh, Southern Utah at 350 makes 
pretty good since there. The value at 410 for Weber State's pretty good, other than their tough road. But two to one, Montana State, who's been really, really good uh, all year long, I, I think is pretty good value there. So I might highlight Montana State, Southern Utah, take the first two and see what I could get from that uh, group there. Yep. All right, let's move on to your favorite conference to discuss and bet on the uh, Big Ten Conference. Uh, are we hot on the Nebraska after a huge win l- last night? Uh, do we think they can make the run? Because now would be the time to uh, grab them. <laughs> All right, Purdue plus 190, Illinois plus 320, Iowa plus 460, Wisconsin uh, plus 700, Ohio State 12 to 1, Michigan 17 to 1, Indiana 25 to 1, Michigan State 25 to 1, Rutgers 30 to 1. Uh, pretty big drop off, Northwestern 100. Uh, Penn State 180, Maryland 250, Nebraska 500, Minnesota 500. Uh, the aforementioned Nebraska 500 to 1. I don't know. Maybe uh, Fred Hoiberg finally hasn't playing the last game of the season, shooting them off into the uh, Big Ten tourney to make a big run here. But uh, how do you uh, sort of handicap this one? Uh, there's one that really jumps out at me, and that's Wisconsin plus 700. Um, They've been really steady most of the year, other than a couple oddball losses, like losing Rutgers at home. But uh, other than that, they've kind of been um, slowly sneaking up the rankings without a whole lot of talk about them. And they're playing really good basketball. They've got one of the player of the year candidates on their team. Um, so I think 7-1 is pretty good value. I don't trust Purdue's defense. Um, Illinois, is, I think, relies too much on Kofi Cogburn. Now he may be also the, the player of the year, and he can pretty much dominate anybody in the paint. Um Iowa can't play defense either, just like Purdue. Uh, I'd, I'd be interested to see a Purdue-Iowa matchup that might be a 90-95 to 95 <laughs> game. Um, you know, Michigan State at 25-1 to 1 is another one to think about. They've yet to really prove it this year, uh, but I don't think you can count out Tom Enzo and the experience of the Spartans either. Yeah, I got a couple teams I'm looking here, and uh, you'll be shocked by this, but uh, I actually think there's pretty good value there at Purdue at almost 2-1. to one. Um, I think they're one of these teams that sort of takes this tournament pretty serious. They like hanging that sort of Big Ten Conference Championship banner. Uh, you know, I... I don't know about the rest of these teams how much they're probably going to be focused on NCAA tournament. This is so I, I like that Purdue at uh, two to one. They have been the best team in the conference, technically speaking. Illinois, I think, is a big game team. They sort of step up in big game matchups. Three to one, though, I, I didn't didn't love. Uh, you know, you could almost talk me into Michigan at seventeen to one with value there. They've Played pretty good basketball here towards the end of the uh, season, so maybe uh, grab that. one Howard back. Yeah, and Howard's back. Uh, so I don't know. 17 to 1 seems pretty good value. Um, I don't think I could talk myself into Rutgers, but they're sort of a pain in the ass to play. So, you know, if you don't want to get into a scrap in, uh, you know, a conference championship game and are wanting to just go home and not be bruised for the year NCAA tournament experience, you might sort of lay down versus Rutgers team. Now, I don't think they have the scoring to make a run, but 30 to one here. Uh, but honestly, I think I'd just grab Purdue at the two to one and take that value uh, there. They'll probably be favored in every game they play. So 
it, it seems like okay value for a team that I know takes a Big Ten conference tournament seriously and probably will try to win it. All right, let's move out west to the Big West. And uh, I know, <laughs> because I, I think I've talked about this conference maybe once or twice on this show. So <laughs> I'm curious to see uh, where you're going with this one. Because uh, these games are difficult because they're all played at uh, 11 o'clock and midnight here. So, uh, and basically, you're only looking at a, a score uh, <laughs> at 3 in the morning uh, when you come in but uh, the big west uc irvine uh, closed the season really really hot they take over as a favorite here at uh, 280 uh, uc santa barbara at 410 long beach state at uh, 480 hawaii at five to one fullerton at seven to one and cal riverside at seven to one uh, uc davis bakerfield cal poly slow and northridge i don't think have much of a chance maybe davis they have a couple decent wins on the season in conference at 14 to one the others definite definite no goes but uh give me your big west thoughts here i don't have a whole lot of them uh <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I haven't watched a whole lot of this basketball in this conference. Um, I know I think I looked at a few earlier in the year with the uh, Irvine and Long Beach State. Yeah. Um, I think those are the two to look at. Uh, but, you know, you get into these smaller conferences. If you go outside the favorite, the, just the odds of winning it are, are very, very low. Um, you're usually seeing the top dog taking this one. So I'd have to take uh, UC Irvine at almost three to one. All right. Uh I'm going to throw a couple in here. Uh, Long Beach State, who actually won the conference at plus 480. I really, really like that value. Uh, they've been a little undervalued all, uh, you know, year year long. Uh, pretty good value there. Uh, Dan Munson, yeah, coaching that team, the originator of uh, Gonzaga basketball. Uh, so uh, pretty good value at 480 there. But the one I really, really like is Hawaii at 5-1. Uh, to one. I think they actually have the best talent of any of these teams in conference. They're a little handicapped because, of course, they're Hawaii. They play their basketball in Hawaii. So when they have to play a basketball game in California during the week, that means they fly from Hawaii to California. So they get a, a little bit handicapped playing those road games. So I think taking this tournament to a stationary venue where they aren't traveling back and forth, they'll have a you know three or four days here to climatize. Uh, they get that by so they don't play to Thursday. I think Hawaii at five to one presents really really good value because I think they're actually the most talented team out of this group, and it, without having to travel, I think they could make a run on this. So I, I like the Hawaii five to one, and I like the value in Long Beach who actually out and out won this conference a little bit like Providence at 480. So that being said, Irvine has been the hottest team and Santa Barbara was at the beginning of the year, the team that was picked to win the conference. So you got those two in there, but basically I think you have those four teams, big cutoff, Fullerton, Riverside, big cutoff, and you're going Davis Bakerfield. So I think there's really, really good value in Long Beach and Hawaii, and I really, really like Hawaii. I, I just, I think they have the talent, and with the non-travel being an issue, I think they can put it together and maybe win this tournament. Yep. All right. Our analysis on the Big West tournament here. We'll move on to uh, Conference USA. This one you paid a little bit more attention to. So, uh, yeah. 
uh, well, most of them are on East and Central Coast time as well. So, uh, and they aren't on the bottom of uh, the uh, sports making book sheet either. I think that's the other problem is all those Big West teams get shoved down there all the way at the bottom. And when you're scanning through a sheet of uh, 90 games on a day by uh, games 85 through uh, 90, you're a little bit uh, weary. All right. So this one's uh, going to be a tough one. Because uh, there are a couple teams in here who could definitely win this. UAB plus 170. North Texas plus 185. Louisiana Tech 850. Western Kentucky 950. Middle Tennessee at 10 to 1. Florida Atlantic at 18 to 1. UTEP at 35 to 1. Charlotte at 40 to 1. After that, I'd probably cut it off uh, with anybody with a true chance to win it. Old Dominion, Rice, uh, FIU, Marshall, UT San Antonio, and Southern Miss. Not a whole lot uh, of a chance on that one. Uh, but uh, what are you thinking of this one? couple really, really dominant teams. I, I got a couple uh, long shots I think could make a run here, though. Yeah, I think if you're going to... If you're going to take one of these two favorites uh, to win the conference, I actually like North Texas over UAB. Um, but I actually think there's much better value uh, found a little further in. And I really like Louisiana Tech at the plus 850. And uh, and, and MTSU, Middle Tennessee, at uh, 10 to 1, uh, I think is a good value, too. They've, they've shown they can, they can beat pretty much anybody in this conference. Um, they, they tend to play a lot better at home, uh, so I'm interested to see how it'll go in a neutral site. Uh, but I think the value you're getting with those picks, who will probably be semifinal teams, uh, is, a, is a good shot. Yeah, uh, I, I think you mentioned it, MTSU, really, really good value at 10 to 1. Uh, you know, how they play on a neutral venue, I don't know. They've been great, you know, playing at home. A little more shaky on the road. You don't know quite what that means in a neutral site. Uh, North Texas has been my team all year. I've been telling you about them. Uh, I... I 185, I don't think is great value, though I do think they're better than UAB. But, it, you know, they could lose to Louisiana Tech. They could lose to UAB. I don't know if they got there if they'd lose to a Middle Tennessee, Florida Atlantic, or a Western Kentucky. Uh, but Middle Tennessee, probably the best value at uh, 10 to 1. I would probably ride North Texas, but that's one of those where I'd ride North Texas game to game, uh, you know. I, I think that would be better value. I don't think they'd be much more than four to six point favorites in the quarters. And then once you get to the semis and the final, I think those are basically pick them games if they get, you know, any team that's not a, a, you know, an upset team getting there. So I think that would be, present more of a value. The long shot I'm looking at is UTEP. Uh, they just came off a win beating North Texas. Now, North Texas didn't have anything to play for, uh, but you go back a couple games before that, they played. Uh, uh, UAB in UAB uh, that was a three point loss tight game they could have uh, stolen that one uh, so they've shown the ability to you know play with some of these top teams uh, they've gotten better here the last couple months so 35 to 1 if you're looking for a long shot I think UTEP's uh, one of those that you might stare at but uh, I, I think you're probably best riding value wise Middle Tennessee and then grabbing North Texas who's been the best team in this conference pretty much throughout and put it on UAB and Louisiana Tech pretty good when they played each other so neither one of us big fans of UAB <laughs> no neither of us are big fans of UAB I, I just at 170 I don't see the value there especially when they played North Texas 
got beat really good. They did beat Louisiana Tech, but they struggled with Middle Tennessee. Uh, and, you know, I mentioned they struggled with UTEP there as well. I just, I don't see value in the UAB at plus 170. Uh, all right, let's go to the Ivy League. This one, uh, just the uh, four teams uh, qualify for this tournament. Princeton, Yale, Penn, Cornell. Um, I don't really think there's but two teams that could probably win this, so... Uh, I, I I don't know if I'd take the Princeton plus 120, Yale's 220, Pennsylvania's 420, Cornell's 550. Uh, how are you sort of handicapping this one? I I don't think there's any value in taking Princeton at plus 120 here, two games to play. No, and I, you know, interesting tidbit, this is the first Ivy League tournament that Harvard has not qualified since uh, there's been an Ivy League tournament, so we're not seeing Harvard here. Um, I think Princeton's the clear favorite. Um, you know, it's you don't watch a whole lot of these basketball games either. Uh, Princeton really, you know, has been the most consistent team throughout the season. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think it's really worth throwing too much money at this, these games. No. Uh, the only thing I, I'd say is Yale at 220. Uh, they should have a pretty good walkthrough versus Penn or Canale. Uh Like I said, Princeton Yale have been much better than those other two teams. So then you're getting, I think the head-to-head -head matchup of Princeton and Yale would be less than 220. I think it'd probably yeah. be more in the 150 value. So, I, I mean, I might throw something on that, but uh, basically I think this is just a tournament. If you want or have a good feel, take game to game because – uh, honestly, even Princeton playing Cornell, I, I don't think that would be all that much more than a you know, six-point spread overall. So I, yeah. I, I would lean Yale at 220 just because of the value, but uh, I think this is a game-to-game -game tournament. All right, let's go to the Mid-Atlantic Athletic Conference. Uh, this one's going to be interesting because I, I don't tend to go with favorites, and I certainly don't go with favorites who are minus, but uh, I actually saw value uh, here in this one. Uh, Iona at minus 110, St. Pete at 320, uh, Monmouth at 650, and honestly, uh, that's a drop-off because I don't think any of these other teams are even remotely capable of playing with any of those three teams and certainly not Iona uh, but Maris 14 to 1 Niagara 16 to 1 you could talk me into Siena 22 to 1 also they've been okay throughout the year and then you're going Fairfield Quinnipiac Kinesis Ritus Manhattan none of those but uh, where are we looking here in the uh, mid-Atlantic conference I think this is a situation where Iona pretty much has known all year that they're the best team in this conference I think they slept through this regular season. They got a couple of weird losses, uh, one where I happened to bet on them, so that was slightly irritating. Uh, I, I think they're going to win this conference tournament, no doubt. So uh, I think minus 110 is, is pretty good for what is almost a sure thing. Yeah, uh, that's where I'm going. Minus 110, honestly, I think that is ridiculously good value here because uh, – even versus St. Peter Monmouth, they're going to be 9, 10, 11-point favorites in this. So, I mean, if you could grab the 110, I'd grab it. Uh, 
and uh, write it here, uh, I, you know, and take even money because they aren't going to be even money at any matchup, even in the final. If you were looking for a long shot, the only one I, I could say is Monmouth 650. Uh, they have a couple, uh, you know, transfers and uh, a good coach in uh, King Rice uh, that might could spring, you know, an upset or two. But 650, pretty good value. There's a pretty solid chance they, you know, uh, end up losing out to Iona. But uh, 650 is about all I could say Monmouth might grab. But honestly, the value there, I'd ride Iona and take that even money value and enjoy your winnings because they have a talent level that's way above everybody else in this uh, tournament. Yeah, it'd be a shock for them to lose any of these games. Uh, a huge upset, like you said, close to double digits for each matchup. So, um you know, the almost even money to win is pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one should be a, a fun one, too. We followed this uh, conference pretty heavy. Uh, Toledo comes in at plus 155. Uh, I was a little shocked. Ohio came in second favorite at 240. Uh, Kent State at 600. Buffalo at 700. Akron at 750. Pretty good cutoff after those. Those uh, five teams, I, I think, are really, really good, uh, you know, teams here for this uh, conference tournament. Miami, Ohio, 23-1. to 1, Ball State, 42. Central Michigan at 18. What are you liking here in the MAC? Uh, Toledo has basically taken those top three or four teams and beaten them by 20-plus points every time they've played them. Uh, but uh, do they uh, trip over themselves here? Because uh, a couple of these teams are pretty good teams here. Yeah, I like Toledo. Uh, they've played really good this year. But uh, another one I'm, I'm looking at maybe is uh, Kent State at 6-1. to one. Uh, I think they're capable of beating this Toledo team. Uh, but and, – and, you know, neutral site tournament games, anything can happen. Uh, I just don't know if I like the plus 155 with Toledo as much. They're not nearly yeah. as clear-cut favorites as Iona was in the previous conference. Yeah. I could see Toledo potentially losing to about four or five of yeah. these teams or winning them all. Uh, so it's kind of one of those that you might just look at your odds game to game throughout this tournament uh, in this conference. Uh, it might be better use of your money than just picking one horse and riding with it the whole way. Yeah. I think what scares me here is because, you know, Toledo killed every one of these sort of top teams every time they played, you know, where – you talked about it in the Mid-Atlantic where Iona had a, a couple, you know, stunning losses here and there where they looked like they were sleepwalking through the conference. And I'm, you know, it sounds stupid, but I, I sort of wanted that for Toledo. I, I wanted a sleepwalk through, you know, when they went to Ohio. And instead of pounding them by 22 points, you know, they fell. Or maybe the, you know, second coming of the game, they don't play as well, but they killed them again. Same with Buffalo, same with Kent. They've just murdered all these top teams. And I don't know how that translates into this tournament here because they should be able to crush them again because it, it looks out and out like they're much more talented than every one of these teams. But at plus 155, I guess I'm staying away. You mentioned the one team I'd look at, Kent State, 6-1, to one, I think presents pretty good value there. If anyone I thought could beat Toledo, it would be Kent State. I'm honestly stunned. Ohio is plus 240 because they're basically the exact opposite of Toledo. Every time they've yeah. played one of these top teams, they've been killed. So uh, I, I might throw a little on Kent State at, at 6-1, to one, but 
Toledo is honestly I think they probably deserve an at-large bid if they somehow get upset in this they've been that good all year long yeah definitely all right, let's go to the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. I, I know you've been following this one heavy. Uh, luckily, there is basically only one good team in this conference. So uh, now their odds are weighted a little more heavy, so this makes it a little bit more difficult. But uh, Norfolk State has been uh, leaps and bounds above everybody here at minus 180. Uh, Howard, solid, but okay at 550 Coppin State plus 950 I, I would struggle to go any deeper than that NC Central 14 to 1 has a, a couple players on it uh, after that I, I don't think there's any chance any of these others could even make a, a dent in Maryland Eastern Shore South Carolina State Oregon State Delaware State so uh, what's your read here on the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference uh, yeah, this is another one that uh, Norfolk State should run through, like Iona. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why I, I thought Iona presented such good value because Norfolk State's getting 180, and I, I think Iona's just as dominant in their conference as Norfolk State is in this one. Uh, so, I, I mean, that's why I thought Iona presented such good value because you drop down to the Mid-Eastern Conference and Norfolk State's almost a two-to-one favorite to run through their conference. Yeah, uh, you know, this may be you making to make some money in some of the games outside of Norfolk State uh, in the head-to-head -head matchups, uh, but I wouldn't take any other team to win this conference if I had to pick one. No, um, that Howard at five fifty who will probably be in the final with him. Uh, I'm assuming it will I be. Get that that's what I mean. Final. I'm assuming it low end three eighty, uh, and it probably will be hovering around like. 440 so basically you're saving yourself having to win games that might cost you that uh for you know like plus extra you know half of an odd here uh long shot wise uh nc central would be the one i'd stare at at 14 to 1 they have some solid players on it they might can make a run basically you just want them to make a run to the final and then you can sort of uh split your bet there and insure it and, and find a way to win you some money uh but overall norfolk state minus 180 i i don't know if i'd advise just because i don't advise taking uh basically any uh, tournament favorite uh versus a field <laughs> at minus but uh i think norfolk state should run through this one pretty good all right let's get to another conference here into uh, the Mountain West favorites. Conference. This one had some fun odds to it. Uh, granted, uh, our, our, our favorite pick of UNLV making the run uh, took a dent <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, Boise State at uh, plus 280, Colorado State at plus 360, San Diego State plus 370, Wyoming plus 490, the aforementioned UNLV at nine to one, uh, Fresno State at ten to one, uh, Utah State at thirteen to one. I think that probably drops off. Then all the teams uh, left that probably don't really have a chance to win it: uh, Nevada, New Mexico, Air Force, and uh, San Jose State. Uh, if you're taking any of those, um, you probably should use your money elsewhere. But uh, <laughs> this one's a hard one to handicap because I, I honestly. Yep. The top four uh, really, really good teams could beat each other on any given night, and then you throw in UNLV, Fresno, Utah State, I think could all uh, easily upset any one of these teams at any point in time. So uh, how are you handicapping this one? 
Yeah, I think those top four teams should all be NCAA tournament at large bids. Um, I think San Diego State and Wyoming are kind of fringe right now, even though I think they should all be in. Yeah. This has been a really talented conference this year. Um, you know, they they say defense uh, and tournament time really carries you through, and, and San Diego State and Boise State have are the two teams with the best defense in this conference. Um, so I, I like those two teams. Uh, Wyoming, I, I've really liked all this year, but I think the plus 490 is not quite good enough value for me to take them. Uh, just because they've struggled outside of Wyoming a little bit, and I think they've they've lost at least one to those top three teams ahead of them. Yes. Um, but it, it should be a really exciting uh, conference tournament. I think you should get some really good uh, head-to-head matchups uh, for sure. But, you know, I still kind of like UNLV at plus 900. Uh, yeah. You know, the tournament, I think, is still in Vegas, uh, and they've shown they're capable of beating everybody. But uh, they're, they're going to uh, – they can't get in any holes. They're going to have to keep these games close. Yeah, uh, I, I looked at a couple here. Uh, you talked about it. Um, the Wyoming at 490, I didn't think presented good value, uh, especially since they're, they're really reliant on their shooting. And in this, if they have one of those bad days, I, I think, I, like I mentioned, Utah State, Fresno State, UNLV could easily beat them. And San Diego State, Colorado State, and Boise State have already, you know, beaten them and handled them before. So, I... The loss to New Mexico, I will admit, scared me off a little bit of UNLV after we basically had talked about it all season long. Uh, granted, New Mexico, tough place to play. Uh, but that being said, it has not been a tough place to play all year long. Uh, you know, New Mexico has been really, really bad. So losing a game to like that, uh, granted, you know, the tournament was in the foreground maybe they threw a dud but that scared me off uh so long shot wise i looked at utah state they've played some really really good basketball at times this season uh played with a handful of these top teams so maybe they could make a run to it i thought 13 to 1 presented pretty good value uh but the one i'm really looking at uh san diego state has closed this season really really strong plus 370 for a team that's dominated this conference for upwards of 20 plus years now in the basketball I think presents really really good value uh, so I, I like that San Diego State at plus 370 uh, Boise State 280 I, I looked at but I, I thought that I think I'd want it more in that Colorado State area of plus 360 uh, just because I think they're on the same level as both Colorado State and San Diego State so basically we're getting a hundred less points uh, of odds here uh, when I think all three of those teams are on the same level then it drops off a little bit Uh, it it should be interesting I I think the UNLV might take a flyer on you mentioned it is in Thomas and Mac Uh, they tend to you know, roll uh, and get hot in this tournament from time to time because it's in their home uh, stadium the only thing that concerns me their first round matchup is versus Wyoming. Uh, they just played each other. Uh, so uh, that makes me a little nervous, uh, it, which is probably why I'm down on both Wyoming and UNLV's odds on this one. I, I think the true value lies with San Diego State in this one. Yeah, I agree. I think San Diego State's the best bet. All right. Uh, this one. Uh, well, it's lost luster. Let's just say uh, the Pac-12 tournament uh, 
always one for surprises, but uh, there aren't very many good teams in the uh, Pac-12. Uh, Arizona is the favorite at minus 140, uh, UCLA at plus 280, USC at 6-1. to one. Uh, I draw a line <laughs> there because uh, I think there's a drop-off. Uh, Oregon, who has uh, closed terribly after uh, we thought they were going to uh, close wonderfully uh, at 12-1 to 1, Washington State, then at 27-1. to 1, uh, Then I draw another line, and uh, we're getting into uh, some very, very inconsistent uh, basketball teams. Colorado's had a solid little stretch here at 42-1. Stanford at 150. Then after that, uh, Basically, there is zero chance any of these others, I think, make a, a wave in this tournament. Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington, Cal, Utah. Uh, how are you handicapping this one? I, I see basically three teams who could probably win this tournament, but uh, where are you sitting? Yeah, I think that plus 1,200 for Oregon is a, a little generous, in my opinion. Yeah. I'd put them more down closer to Washington State, so that's a big no-go for me. Well, especially uh, after they... what we saw <laughs> as they played each other recently. Yeah, uh, I, I just, you know, I think that's just name recognition alone is giving them those terrible odds. I don't think it's worth it. Um, yeah, I think the best shot to win this is between those first three. Uh, I tend to like UCLA at almost 3-1, to one, uh, but – you know, I've been big on them. I've won a few bets on them. I like this Colorado team. I think they're playing really good basketball right now. Uh, now, I think most of their significant wins have been at home, uh, so they won't have that advantage. But uh, I think at 42-1, to 1, it's worth a look, uh, maybe a free bet or something, because I, I think they can compete with all of those teams above them um, on a good day. Uh, Arizona, I, I still can't get on board the Arizona train. I, I You know, they've, they've played really well. Uh, I'm just I'm not huge on them. I'd, I'd take UCLA over Arizona uh, on a neutral site. So I, that's why I think UCLA at almost three to one is the best value here. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I'd take Arizona at the minus number. I, I just don't think there's good value there. You mentioned it. You aren't getting great value, but UCLA would probably be the one I I'd throw money on if I had to choose uh, someone to throw, you know, any sort of uh, money on. You, you mentioned Colorado. I, I do think there's pretty good value there because they do play the uh, Oregon-Oregon State winner. Uh, Oregon's been awful. Oregon State has been even worse. So you think they move on to that semis where theoretically they probably play Arizona, is, assuming they get by the Arizona State-Stanford winner. I, I'm pretty sure they'll do that. Then Colorado's playing Arizona, who they just beat. Uh, granted, that being said, it was in Colorado. They will not have uh, that advantage. Uh, so, uh, you know, 42-1 to 1 long shot, I, I don't think that's bad value. They're coached well. They have solid players. Uh, honestly, I think they sort of underwhelmed on their expectations at the start of the season. I, I think... Uh, you probably thought five or six teams were going to come out of this Pac-12, and honestly, right now, three are coming out of this yep. Pac-12. Uh, I guess maybe somebody might put Oregon in there, but uh, being that they finished under Colorado in this conference, I, I don't know how you make a real strong case unless Oregon makes a run through this conference and probably has to beat Arizona in that said semifinal. So, honestly, I, I don't think I'd really... Uh, put a, a futures bet on this Pac-12 conference tournament, maybe throw a little on UCLA, but at 280, I don't think there's really good value. 
there's probably better value on USC, but I have no confidence they can win three or four games in a row. Do, do you see any way USC can put together a run of three or four games first good teams? I'm, I'm not a huge believer in this SC. They they tend to just have some really bad nights and, and are not consistent enough to, to string together a bunch of quality wins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Washington State at 27 to 1. They've been a little plucky here towards the end, but uh, I, I, once again, I, I just don't think they can compete with those. Yeah, certainly not Arizona, UCLA, but I don't even think they could really compete with USC. So it's hard, even though that value's okay, I'd say. All right, let's move to the Southland Conference Tournament. Uh, this one, probably about a two-team tournament uh, here. And then we'll uh, get into the other ones. Nickel State at plus 115. New Orleans at plus 390. Southeast Louisiana at plus 500. Texas A&M uh, Corpus Christi at plus 550. Uh, pretty big drop-off after that. McNeese, Houston Baptist, Northwestern State, and Incarnate. Uh, word, probably not contenders here. What do you make of, of this conference tournament? I, I think this is a two-person race. You could probably talk me into maybe Southeastern Louisiana and Texas A&M breaking in here. Yeah, you know, and, and it, like you said, in a two-person race, I'm going to take the team getting 4-1 to one over the team getting uh, two to one value. So, uh, I, I like new Orleans at, uh, uh plus three ninety. Yeah. I, I'm on new Orleans here at uh, plus three ninety. Uh, they were dominating this conference. Granted, they played nickel state twice in the last three weeks. They lost both of them. Hence why home nickel state is, uh, the one seed and new Orleans is the two seed here. Uh, neither of them have had much problem with anybody else. Uh, you know, in this conference, might throw a little bit on, uh, you know, southeastern Louisiana. They've been solid of late, but uh, I don't think there's much value in that. Them or uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, who started out hot in the conference, but has really sort of tailed off and not shown really the ability to play with Nichols State or uh, New Orleans. So uh, I, I think this is a two-person race, four-to-one value. Really, really good, uh, especially if this game gets to the final with uh, Nichols and New Orleans. Uh, we're looking at, you know, two-point spread, three-point spread for Nichols State. Yeah. And New Orleans has the best player in the conference, a guy who can score easily uh, 30 points in a game. So I, I think your value there at plus 390 uh, with New Orleans and the privateers uh, in this one, pretty good value there. All right, let's move to a little one closer to home in the SEC. Kentucky uh, comes in as favorites here at two to one. Auburn drops uh, to two seventy. Uh, Tennessee plus three seventy. Arkansas at seven to one. LSU at eleven to one. Alabama at sixteen to one, and uh, Mississippi State at forty-five to one. Uh, I, I'm putting a probably a line there, uh, and then I. I guess you could talk me into AM florida or south carolina maybe being able to uh do something uh 55 to 1 for AM, 60 to 1 for florida 120 to 1 to south carolina uh then we're going vandy georgia old miss mizzou i'm not sure there's any chance there uh vandy 200 to 1 uh probably have one of the three best players in the uh conference on their roster so I guess you could uh, maybe talk me into that, but uh, how are you handicapping this one? 
Yeah, I think you should actually draw your line a little bit sooner. I don't know if I'd include Mississippi State in your top line uh, there. Uh, well, they were you know, on the list until uh, a bad uh, loss day in him at home, and then I was like, well, uh, I had them highlighted, and then after that loss, I had to uh, sort of de-highlight, but uh, they do have a coach who's been to Final Four, so... <laughs> I, I find it interesting that LSU is getting more odds than Alabama here, Um I think LSU has really kind of dropped off a little bit and they're maybe getting a little bit more credit for their early season start. But uh, they didn't really play a whole lot of tough games non-conference and they kind of dropped the ball in conference. Uh, now, I did think they get a lo- got a little robbed last week against Arkansas. I thought there were some bad calls. I thought they had that win. Um, and I, I kind of like the side of the bracket that LSU and Arkansas are in. Um, if, if I were wanting to get to this conference championship game, I would want to uh, avoid Kentucky. Uh, so being on the other side of the bracket from Kentucky, I think Kentucky, when healthy, is the best team in this conference. Uh, so for that reason, I like I like Arkansas at plus 700. Um, and, and, you know, even though I just said you want to avoid Kentucky, Alabama at plus 1600, I think they're capable of beating anybody in this conference when they're yeah. playing well. They've proven that they can beat anybody in this country when they're yes. playing well, as they have wins over Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, so that's kind of where I'd be looking. I'd be looking at that Arkansas LSU, Alabama, those three right there. I don't think you're getting good enough value on those top three. Um, I, I, I think Tennessee should probably be getting a little bit more um, as they've had struggles in this tournament. And uh, but and I, I just don't know about if they match up with Kentucky, if they can beat Kentucky again at a neutral yeah. site because uh, Tennessee's proven that they really are only a great team at home. Uh, and like you said, neutral site's not really a road game, but it's definitely not in your home arena with your fans back yeah. Especially you know, so. arenas like this where they're, they're huge and it's basically, yeah. even if you're filling the arena, it's basically an empty nest uh, type of uh, situation here. Now, Tennessee does, uh, you know, Tennessee and Arkansas both, they play that kind of defense that's going to keep them in most games, but they also play that kind of offense where they can score 40 points yeah. in an entire game. Uh, so not a fan there. Uh, Auburn's proven really inconsistent these last few weeks, so I don't think they're worth a look. So I think you've got to go with the value plays. Um, the first one I'd look at is Arkansas at plus 700, and then maybe LSU and Alabama. The, that little window, I think, is where your money's going to be had. Yeah, uh, we're on the same, uh, you know, brain length of sinking here. Arkansas, LSU, Alabama. Uh, I'd bet any of those three, see if they can make a run, because uh, I think that's where the value is, because basically I, I think Kentucky to Alabama, all these teams are barely barely separated it's random game to game i I don't think there's a real step ahead of anyone so basically go where you're getting the most value and that's arkansas lsu and alabama here uh kentucky's interesting because i'm just curious one how serious they're going to take this tournament uh because i'm sure they think at 100 percent health they think they can make a run in the NCAA tournament and win a national championship. So how hard are they going to push these guys, uh, especially a couple who've been a little bit injury prone this year? So I don't think there's any value there. We've watched Auburn sort of self-destruct a little bit here this last couple weeks. Uh, so it, And uh, basically I throw Auburn and Tennessee sort of in the same uh, – it's not consistent enough of having been shown to win this tournament uh, that they do it all that often. So at 370 and 270, I don't present, think that presents a whole lot of value there. So uh, I, I definitely lean Arkansas, LSU, Alabama uh, value-wise. 
Uh, Alabama sitting at 16 to 1, I, I think, really, really is nice. Uh, that being said, they could also lose the uh, first game they play. <laughs> so, you know, but at 16 to 1, uh, you shouldn't be too worried. But uh, certainly, Arkansas, LSU, Alabama is definitely my value there. All right, let's go to the SWAC. Uh, I, I know we haven't talked. Uh, anything uh, about this one uh I, I know a couple of these teams so uh i, I can at least give a, an educated guess on this but uh texas southern plus uh 190 southern at plus 260 alcorn state at plus 350 uh certainly these have been the three most consistent teams uh in this conference i don't want to go best because uh, these teams tend to sort of uh just uh, cannibalize each other and beat each other all over the place who's at home plays a real advantage uh uh, but then Jackson State at 12 to 1, Prairie View uh, A&M at 12 to 1, uh, Florida A&M at 15 to 1, Alabama A&M at uh, 20 to 1, and Grambling State at 32 to 1. You can sort of even see it uh, with the odds, whereas like when I was talking about the odds for the bottom teams of all these other conferences, they're all in the hundreds, and uh, yeah. 32 to 1 is, is the last place team. So basically anyone is a little yeah. bit alive in this this kind of reminds me of the the big 12 conference tournament yeah. where they've kind of all beat each other up all year um i i like southern's value a little bit better than texas southern and i think they're just as capable of winning so that would probably be where i'd roll with there uh but i, I don't think any of those other guys are worth a long shot pick that you couldn't get in a head-to-head matchup yeah uh Texas Southern's been the most consistent team throughout uh, Mike Davis's reign uh, at Texas Southern, so they present a little value. Southern won this conference last year. They still got a lot of those players. If I was making a pick, I think I'd write Alcorn State at uh, plus 350. They've been able to beat both Southern and Texas Southern, so they've at least shown the capabilities to play with those top teams. Uh, they've also shown the capabilities of losing uh, to some of the bottom-tier teams, so, you know, uh, be careful. But uh, if I was making a play, I'm probably making the play on Alcorn State, but uh, basically this is a pretty hard one uh, to sort of make a play futures-wise. This is one I, if I was going to bet on, bet sort of game-to-game game and look at the matchup. All right, our last conference tournament preview. Uh, I think this one's my favorite conference tournament, and uh, this one has got a lot of deep teams in it. I, I see a handful yep. who can make uh, some runs here. Uh, New Mexico State, of course, comes in in the favorite of the WAC tournament at plus 140. Uh, Grand Canyon at plus 310. Seattle at plus 440. Stephen F. Austin at plus 650. Uh, Utah Valley at uh, 17 to 1. Abilene Christian at 17 to 1. And even Sam Houston State has played pretty good basketball this year at 36 to 1. Drop off there, uh, Cal Baptist hundred to one, Chicago State five hundred to one, and Utah, Utah Rio Grande Valley at five hundred to one. Uh, but uh, pretty deep conference uh, here. Uh, how do you think this one plays out? Where is your value, and who do you think comes out and is the overall winner here? I, you know, I think if you're going to pick a winner, I think you've got to go with New Mexico State. I think they're clearly the better uh, overall team here. But I think the my favorite play, and I think this is who you're going to end up picking. I have a sneaky suspicion. Uh, I like Stephen F. Austin at plus 650. Uh, I think they've shown that they're capable of beating all these teams, and getting that value is, is where I would maybe take a flyer on. Um, but if I had to pick 
only one horse I'd be taking in New Mexico State. Yeah, I, I do think New Mexico State comes out and uh, wins this. But uh, actually, uh, we talked about it on our show on Tuesday. I was curious about that Stephen F. Austin New Mexico State game. Stephen F. Austin went in there, won versus New Mexico State. So uh, 650. I think that presents the best value. Stephen F. Austin has beaten Seattle, beaten Grand Canyon. I, I think they've shown. They probably are the second-best team in this conference overall. It gets a little weird here because all these places are basically so spaced out uh, from each other. You know, road and home games uh, can be a little bit weird. Uh, but 650 value for Stephen F. Austin I think is really, really good. Grand Canyon, Seattle. I just don't think the value's there uh, when you can get Stephen F. Austin at 650 because I think Stephen F. Austin is as good or better than either of those teams. I think Seattle probably loses a little bit here uh, because they won't be at home. Uh, but honestly, if you're looking for a long shot, that Utah Valley at 17-1, to 1, they've played really, really good basketball uh, as well. They got a win over BYU this season. I don't know if they can out and outright rent it, but it wouldn't shock me if they put together a couple of good games, got to that championship game. Championship game at 17 to 1 value, really, really good value to ensure. But this should be a really, really good tournament. Uh, I mean, Sam Houston hasn't beaten any of these top teams, but they've been able to beat, you know, all these bottom tier teams and sort of stay alive. So even they uh, have a little bit of a shot at, uh, you know, 36 to 1, decent value there as well. Yeah, this should be uh, uh, a really good, exciting matchup tournament where, uh, wouldn't be surprised to see a whole lot of different upsets happen. Yeah. Uh, this one's one to bet on, like, game to game, because basically once you get out of that first round, all these games are basically going to be one, two, three-point spreads uh, because none of the teams are separated all that much from each other. So this would be a good one to bet game to game where you don't have to worry about, you know, big mismatches and trying to cover six, eight, ten-point spreads in games. All right, that's our conference tournament preview. A lot of conferences. A lot of conferences. We got through it. Uh, be sure to follow us on Greenlight Network, YouTube, like, subscribe. Our NCAA tournament pick'em contest is open for registration, so you can get in there and uh, be ready uh, for uh, Sunday night when the bracket drops. Uh, you can win all the Greenlight Network swag you want. Me and the Dynamite will be back on Sunday, uh, the show will probably come out, uh, you know, sometime uh, Monday uh, morning. Uh, but we're going to be here watching the last of the conference tournaments wrap up, and then watch the uh, conference tournament show and shoot our NCAA conference tournament bracket show. So be sure to uh, like and subscribe so you don't miss any of that. Dynamite still giving out his college basketball picks. Uh, where can we find you, Dynamite? Uh, yeah, I'm doing picks daily on at uh, GLN Dynamite underscore D on Twitter. Uh, I, I was on a little bit of a slump, but the last three days I've been winning a lot of money. So hop back on. Uh, we're going to get some good winning picks for all these conference tournaments. Yeah. Be sure, like, and subscribe. Sign up for the uh, NCAA Tournament Bracket Show. Link is below. Uh, don't miss any of our NCAA tournament coverage. It's going to be one hell of a couple weeks here. That's our show, and we're out. Whitburn!